What's up, y'all, and welcome to Leadership with LaToya for Leaders on the Grow. I'm super excited today to welcome Dr. Chuck Ambrose as our guest speaker on our podcast. Chuck is someone I met on my leadership journey during my time at the South Carolina Department of Education, where I served as the director of the Office of School Transformation. From September of 2018 until March of 2021, Dr. Ambrose served served as the CEO and president of KnowledgeWorks, which is a nonprofit organization dedicated to advancing personalized learning. Prior to joining KnowledgeWorks, he served as the one is the 15th president of the University of Central Missouri for eight years. And before that, he became Pfeiffer University's youngest president at the age of 36 and served in that capacity for 12 years. You can probably tell from his bio that there's a reason why I wanted to talk to him about leadership. I think he has something we can all learn from. So without further ado, join me in welcoming to the show, Dr. Chuck Ambrose. Latoya Dixon. Hey, Chuck. How are you? So good to hear from you. Yeah. Not only so good to hear from you, but uh, I appreciate kind of the uplift you provide through this inspiration and engagement. So I couldn't think of anything to have a day get started than uh, a conversation with Latoya. Oh, that's so nice. You know, I um, I recorded the intro earlier and just talked about how you were one of the people who I met who really influenced me on my leadership journey. So I'm really excited to talk to you. And I just have a couple of questions. Um, And I I talked in the intro about your varied experiences with leadership and all the different things that that you've been able to be a part of, um, from being a university president to working at KnowledgeWorks. Um, When you think about all of those things, uh, what do you think is... Um, the most important thing for leaders who want to be change agents or lead transformation, what's the most important things for them to consider in that area? Yeah, you know, Latoya, let me reciprocate um, to you and say that I have so greatly been influenced um, by watching and learning and and engaging with with great leaders. And I I put you on... uh, uh, a very important list of those that uh, you know have committed themselves to to making a difference, and uh, I, I think one of the most important elements is just that openness to learn from others. Uh, and uh, it's uh, it's learning, uh, you know. Of course, uh, this is something that the incredible staff and partners at KnowledgeWorks uh, under underline every day. Um, it's that openness to be a learner uh, while you're leading. Uh, that's that's probably one of those elements that you recognize, right? Because it's just a day that you've got to do the things that you have to do, or perhaps it's scrutinized, or perhaps it's hard. Uh, but at the same time, people that you're engaging with, and um, you know, in purposeful relationships, such great role models and and um, teachers um, and um, so I'm, I'm grateful to count you as one of those uh, great teachers I've had in my journey. Oh, I'm flattered and honored that uh, you would think of me in that way. I love to learn. And uh, sometimes I can remember a time in my life when I worried about what would happen when, when there was no more school to attend. I remember telling people that uh, when I was working on my Ph.D., that feeling a little bit lost, relieved when I finished, but a little bit lost. 
in what to do with my time. So I just continued reading, studying, you know, you don't have to be in school to be a learner formally, but I do think it's a very important part of leadership. I think in, in Michael Fullen's book, Nuance, I don't know if you've read that, but it's a great book. He says that uh, leaders lead and learn in equal measure. It's one of my favorite quotes from him. Well, and uh, you know, it's, um, it's one elements of, of why uh, when I left college, I wanted to be a college president, Latoya. And, and I, as I used to tell people all the time, you know, I went to college and I never left, you know, um, <laughs> And uh, one day, I think we'll actually credential and recognize competencies that you learn in life um, and almost reverse articulate those into credentials and licensures that enable you to continue to grow and develop and, and do exciting things. And we're getting closer to that. You know, you kind of turn education upside down and, and actually get to, to do exactly what you described is, is be a, a true uh, all the way through long learner you know yeah when i was reading about you and your bio i read that you were the youngest president at pfeiffer college at the age of 36 and that you were president there for 12 years so as a new leader um what do you think is one of the most or some of the most common mistakes or missteps um young leaders make you know that's a great question because you're gonna make missteps right got to accept the fact that make decisions and and uh you know implement strategies that just might not work and that's probably the most important element right of of um, growing and and risking and and being courageous enough to lead um, mm-hmm. and uh pfeiffer um you know in a lot of that's right that there was a a purpose and a and a mission uh, that aligned, uh, you know, so close to what I had hoped to be able to accomplish. But at 36 and and a relatively, uh, you know, sharp, uh, steep ascent uh, to a college presidency, boy, I have a, a lot to learn. Um, <laughs> and uh, I uh, influencer. Uh, his name was Dr. Mike Ryman, and he was a faculty member in organic chemistry who had committed his life and purpose, this, you know, small Methodist church-related school in Meisenheimer, North Carolina. And um, he, you know, in a very short order, big challenges back in 1998, uh, helped me learn how to be a college president uh, on an accelerated course schedule. (laughs) And uh, we had so much fun doing it. Um, yeah, and we had those days and some of those decisions. But the great thing about that, there were days in those first six months, I would walk the fifty yards across the campus between my office and the president's house, and I, I'd say for the first six months, I wondered. Uh, and then as time kind of moved forward, uh, you know, I maybe only had one of those days a week, right? In the the next six months, uh, and then the second year, I. Uh, it, it was a, not only a manageable task, but a, an aspirational sense of what was possible, you know. So uh, even though there's bumps right along the way, um, you know, being open to realizing that you may have caused some of them. Uh, I heard a very powerful commencement address uh, by Ken Pham, who uh, spoke at Pfeiffer 
early on in my presidency. He says, you know, you've got to juggle all these balls and some balls are made of glass and some are rubber. You can drop the rubber balls and they'll, you know, they'll bounce. Um, yeah. Be careful because there's a few balls that you just can't, can't drop because yeah. uh, sacred and, and really critical place and trying to with everything you got are really important. Yeah. So I think there's a, there's a, an art of finesse, if you will, to knowing what's rubber and what's glass, right? And being able to determine what needs to be handled with care and with a certain level of um, attention to detail and precision and knowing uh, where a calculated risk is possible and that if things don't go quite as planned, there's uh, the ability to strengthen your resolve and to bounce back. I think that's one of the biggest challenges of leadership. Well, the fun part of it is, is taking those rubber balls and throwing them against the wall as hard as you can, right? Uh, yeah. And push that uh, out and uh, forward and upward as, as hard and as, uh, you know, again, courageous as, as, as you think you can. And, uh, and you know, it's, uh, it's really heartening. I mean, I think there's just core leadership in all of us that want to, 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 to take risk and, and want to... Uh, you know, aspire to a whole nother level than we even thought were possible. Uh, you just have to be open to learning and leading uh, others to, to know how to do it. You know, as you yeah. said, there's a, a skill to that. Yeah. And, uh, and some practice, you know, so. Absolutely. Um, you know, with the COVID-19 and everything we've all experienced in the past, I don't know, 18 months or so, I definitely think leaders are, in a different place and will find themselves in new territory, um, no matter what organization they are leading or what what the business or their work field of work might be. What do you think based on that? What, what do you foresee as one, one or two of the biggest challenges that leaders will now face as a result of us having um, gone through a worldwide pandemic? Hey, Latoya, you know, I think, um and I, I have certainly um, been walking in the shoes individually and then, you know, overall kind of corporately and who you are and question that I've thought a lot about. And I think leaders, uh, even more so today, perhaps on a factor of, of 10, uh, you know, are really seeking not only the alignment of passion, but passion to impact. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I've, I would not be exaggerating to say that there's a daily uh, uh, about where, uh, in terms of, of leadership competency, uh, miles of experience, but then more protect, more particularly, the, where can I find the greatest alignment between passion and impact? Uh, because the urgency, right, the, the disparities the pandemic have exposed, the systemic challenges that organizations have put in place that really inhibit individuals from kind of fulfilling their uh, are so great um, <laughs> uh, and then at the same time uh, you, you uh, that perhaps that impact uh, and and again I've I'm, I'm being very open to with you to where my heart is is sometimes uh, the greatest impact can be down on an individual level right one person at a time um, <laughs> And uh, mm -hmm. as we used to say, and the greatest thing I, I learned at Knowledge Works, right, were those educators who entered the classroom with that spirit of every student every day. 
Yeah, you know, I couldn't agree more. I often tell folks, and I, I've given this um, keynote a couple of times in a couple of different uh, situations, but I title it The Power of One. And I talk about how uh, my sisters and I all ended up at Clemson, and it was literally due to one orchestra teacher. Uh, my oldest sister was in Rock Hill's first orchestra program, and it was housed at one particular school. She started playing violin in fourth grade. And when she got to junior high school, uh, it was housed at one school. And so it wasn't at the school where she was going to be attending junior high school. And she was in advanced classes. Her teacher asked my mom if it would be okay if um, she could pick her up and take her to Sullivan for orchestra class and get her back to Rollins Road because my mom was a single parent and working. And when my mom said yes, and you know, today there are all kinds of liability issues, but when Tanya was in ninth grade, she went to Clemson for a regional orchestra competition, first time she ever saw the campus and said, that's a beautiful campus, that's where I'm going to school. And that's where we all went to school. And it was literally that one experience that changed the trajectory of all of our lives. And so, we, you know, we, sh that. we share a lot of South Carolina and a lot of upstate and, um, you know, a lot of relationships. And, uh, you know, I can point to those uh, that, that really were those influencers with very you know singular that put me on the path that I ended up on. Uh, you know, Latoya, I've kidded you before as a Furman graduate. It was a Clemson part that always bothered me a little bit. But, uh, you know, I, I've, I've gotten over that. Um, and, uh, but what, a, you know, uh, from, you know, those early years in elementary uh, all, all the way through, I mean, uh, when, when you know someone, um, you know, influenced you, touched you, uh, supported you in a way that, that changed your trajectory, um, I think the pandemic um, has provided a real refocus to leaders, uh, whether you're doing it at the systems level uh, or where you're doing at the practice of that influence that you have. Um, I'll, I'll never forget the, the message of um, every day, just don't forget you may be the answer to someone's prayer. Mm. Mm. Um, really powerful. That's anotherness perspective that... Um, has made a difference in my life with people um, who have, you know, just taken those little steps and sometimes big steps to, to help you on the, on the way. And, you know, I think uh, given this, you know, the nature of this podcast is, is that if you enter that day thinking that my job is to help people reach their fullest potential as a leader, um, it can change the way you look. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Chuck, it's always great to talk to you, but especially about leadership. And before we go, I wanted to ask you one last question. What's something great that you're reading these days? You got any good books or any recommendations for leaders? Well, uh, I'm reading a very fascinating book uh, right now by Mal Malcolm Gladwell that's just the Bomber Mafia, where he's gone back to some passion. So, you know, it's that search for passion, right? It's something that he... Uh, is writing about that is of, of historical nature, but the, the book I always commend, uh, Latoya, that I, I literally changed the, my perspective of what my job was as a college president is, uh, and the Heath brothers and how to create a movement. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's just some very specific tenets in that book about, uh, motivating the element, uh, the elephant with, uh, you know, the emotive response, uh, educating 
the the rider and clearing the path and and that's how you you move the world forward um and uh matter of fact i kind of commit myself uh at least once a book uh cover to cover just to kind of keep it fresh um because uh, you know motivating people to purpose uh helping them uh realize their uh place with making that difference uh, and then looking at the things that get in people's way to be successful is a, a great, uh, really, recipe to think about leadership. Absolutely. You know, I haven't read that, so I'm definitely going to add it to my list, and I'll have to, uh, I'll have to give you a call, and we'll have to talk through it. I'm excited to, to read that. Well, Chuck, I don't want to keep you. We keep the po- podcast short, but we always try to fill the time with practical advice and things that folks can take away. I'm so thankful and grateful that you were willing to share uh, your leadership perspectives with us um, and really hope that you'll uh, continue to um, take great pictures. I've been checking out your pictures, on, by the way, on Twitter, and I'm very impressed with your photography skills. Um, so I voted for you. Until next time, be you, be true, be a hope builder. This is Leadership with the Latoya for Leaders on the Grow.